Fix. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. Interim manager Christian Salini has been sacked by Tottenham Hotspur after just four matches in charge. The decision comes a day after Spurs were thrashed 6-1 at Newcastle, a performance the chairman described as wholly unacceptable. The defeat at Newcastle, where they trailed 5-0 after 21 minutes, was a significant blow to Spurs' hopes of securing Champions League qualification. It was devastating to see. We can look at many reasons why it happened, and while myself, the board, the coaches and players must all take collective responsibility, ultimately the responsibility is mine. Ryan Mason, who worked under Stellini and took charge when Jose Mourinho was sacked in 2021, succeeds him. Ryan Garcia suffered the first defeat of his career as Javante Davis delivered a devastating seventh round knockout in Las Vegas on the weekend. American Garcia was hoping to extend his record to 24-0 in the non-title 136-pound catchweight fight. However, the 24-year-old was counted out after Davis landed a short left counterpunch to his ribcage. I am the face of boxing, said 28-year-old Davis, who now has 27 knockouts in 29 unbeaten fights. David suggested that his win was as big as an event as pop star Rihanna's halftime performance at February's Super Bowl. He said, I just saw Rihanna perform at the Super Bowl, and I was like, that's going to be me one day, and here we are. Aaron Rodgers, the NFL's four-time most valuable player, will join the New York Jets after they agreed a trade deal with the Green Bay Packers. The quarterback said in March that he intended to end his 18-year spell with the Packers and join the Jets. Rodgers has spent his entire NFL career with Green Bay, helping them win the Super Bowl in 2011. I know this, he will always be a Packer, said the team's general manager, Brian Gutunist. We are excited to have Alex Younger back on the show with us. He spoke to us before the CrossFit Open, and today he's going to be giving us an update of where we are and what we can expect next. We have got Alex Younger back on the show today. We spoke to him a few weeks ago, and he was introducing us to CrossFit and what the CrossFit Open is as well. We are now further along in the competition. We've gone through the Open. We've weeded down to those top 10% and we've gone a step further we've been through the quarterfinals and we are heading into the semi-finals so we've got Alex back to give us an overview of where we're at, what what has happened and what we can expect coming up Alex, welcome back, how are you mate? Very good, thank you Ben, how are you? Yeah, w- very well, excited to have you back. Firstly, how did you do in the Open? Uh, the Open was actually for the amount of training that I've been doing this year, I've definitely had other priorities. For the amount of training um, that I did, I was very happy with the way that the, the open workouts came out. Uh, I was a one and done this year, so I didn't do any redos of the workout. So it was whatever my my strategy and game plan was on the day. If I executed well, um, I was happy. If I didn't execute well, then there was a few lessons to maybe take away. But um, a lot of people in the open tend to do the workouts once or twice obviously the second time through you get a little bit better um so it was interesting checking the ego at the door and just doing them once this year how do you feel about that now are you happy you you did that or do you somewhat wish you'd gone for a second attempt oh for sure there was uh so there was a max lift in the open there was a one rep max thruster at the end of a workout which is obviously it is right up my game right up my street in terms of like what what the 
my best part of the CrossFit game. But I, I misjudged the, the lifting times for it. So it was, um, I, I would have liked to have another go at that one. Uh, but yeah, making sure that that kind of gets put in the back locker. We ignore it. We move forward. We've learned our lessons and uh, yeah, try not to get too caught up on it. Good man. So, was sorry. Was this in the quarterfinals or was this in the in the in the open? Yeah, this was in the open. Um, so, for the quarterfinals, I had the pleasure of running the quarterfinals with all of our athletes at the process programming. A very interesting set of tests this year, which was which was fun to watch. Yeah, talk us through that. That's why I've got you on. I want I want to dig a bit deeper into that. Yeah. So the the tests this year they were they were heavier for one, which was it was a big separator with the the actual weight of the barbells. Um, there was some higher skilled gymnastic elements in there as well. Some first move movements in the CrossFit theme. Uh, so we had crossovers, which came over with like, they're kind of like a double under with the jump rope, but you cross over your body. Oh, wow. Um, kind of like what you do, what you do in the school play, got, play around uh, back in the day. But uh, so that was a new movement that was introduced, which was a bit of a spanner in the works for some people, for sure. It was like a, a new skill that we had to practice, um, which was it was nice to see the landscape of movements starting to progress in CrossFit, which was, yeah, it's a nice addition. OK, so what happens next? So they take um, in each of the regions. There's quite a lot of regions around the world. There's uh, there's the Asia regional, uh, there's the Europe region. There's South America, America, Oceania, which is kind of like your Australia, and then you've got all of the Americas. But they basically take, dependent on how competitive the region is, they'll take a top 30 to top 60 athletes from the quarterfinals, and you'll go to the semifinals, which is a three-day competition done in a city around the world. So for our region, which is the Asia semifinal, that's going to be in Busan, South Korea on the 2nd of June. Very good. How does that three days look? I mean, I'm sure they've, they're competing lots of times across the three days. How many events are there? Yes. Uh, so you'll tend to have two events each day. So it'll tend to be um, like six events in total uh, over, the, over the three days. There'll normally be one in the morning and then one towards uh, the later, later afternoons. Um, yeah. So it's six, six events. The events haven't been released as of yet. Um, as we get a little bit closer, they tend to drip feed um, certain events. Uh, it kind of keeps the hype going and all the excitement of what the workouts are going to be. Um, but they will release the, the workouts before, so the athletes will get a chance to maybe practice them once or twice before taking the competition floor. Understood. I, I'm curious as to how people would be structuring their training right now you're, you're you're not too far away but you're probably a little bit beat up from what you've been through are athletes trying to push right now or are they recovering or is it quite simply it's yeah. case by case yeah it, it is um it is exactly the latter in, in terms of case case by case it depends on how easy the open the quarters and the semi-finals were for you depends on potentially what you're doing right now if you're kind of a bubble athlete, like you were just scraping through to get into semifinals, then yeah, you probably are a bit smashed up right now. But if you are qualifying in the top one to seven spots in your region, you're probably not feeling too bad, but um, definitely having a strategic deload um, after the 
quarterfinals for most of the athletes would be best protocol in order to then start to ramp up towards the uh, the semifinals because yeah the volume for the semifinals and the intensity is very different um, when you're on a competition floor and you've got spectators music the uh, you you have to warm up in a different area the equipment's not exactly how you want it there's a lot of different variables which add stress to the the event itself so you do have to have a bit of a strategic idea of, of how your body's feeling for one and then how to deload leading into competition got it and then how far in between the semis and then the the big show is there um so there's not long so in between the the semis and the actual crossfit games there's two months and that's going to be where that's going to be in wisconsin again this year so they moved from california to wisconsin a few years ago got it so it's at the same place every time as in, it doesn't move around the world, it's always in the States. No, no, no. That's something that I thought maybe the CrossFit Games would evolve into, like a, kind of like the Olympics, you know, where they move around and they do the the big show. But they've just got such a monopoly on the US with sponsorships. And yeah, it's the biggest. CrossFit is the biggest in the States, so I don't see them leaving the States. Yeah, maybe maybe much further down the line, but not right now. Yeah. And then, and then quickly talk us through how the CrossFit Games looks for the athletes. Is that similar? Is that three days? How many events is there? Yeah, so it, it, it really, really does. So this is where you get the, again, we've got the weeding out process, which we talked about on the, the last time we were on here, of the, the process you get to get to the Games. The Games is really an open playing field. The Games is really the proving grounds for who is the fittest person in the world. So. It could be in previous years, it's been a three-day competition. Previous years, it's been a five-day competition. It's been a week long, like they've had four events on day one, a day off on day two, three events on day three. So they do try to to really mix things up at the games. Um, and especially with the tests, you've got things like Pendleton Army assault courses. You've got open water paddle boarding. You've got crazy gymnastics, uh, strongman hedge like hail bay throw throwing and stuff like it really does there's a, there's a whole spectrum of movements that get released when you get to the games which is really the that's the fun stuff to watch that's the exciting part right it's not knowing yeah what i'm sure it's the terrifying part as an athlete but as a as a spectator yeah. and fan or even a perhaps just a, a lesser athlete that is what is exciting yeah exactly and it's uh it's, it is a privilege for those guys that get to go there. They have earned the right to get there. It is a, a very tough process for anybody to get through um, through the Open, the quarters, the semis, then get to the games. So the guys that get to the games really are, the guys and girls, sorry, get, that get to the games are really, yeah, they're, they're the pinnacle of the sport and some, some freak athletes for sure. Brilliant. All right, well, thank you for your overview. Thank you for your top tips, Alex. And uh, yeah, we'll see you if those guys come out on top. See you soon, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. The Formula One is back this weekend and it is headed to Azerbaijan. Will Max Verstappen or Sergio Perez take another win? Red Bull have won every race thus far. To be honest, I'd be keen to see someone else top the podium this week. Anyway, have a great weekend all and I'll be back for your sports fix next week.